You're listening to the Inner Process Podcast with your hosts, Mike Bond and Jason Van Ruler. We're seasoned counselors and friends, and each episode, we discuss topics that help us live all around healthier lives. Listen in as we share personal stories, research, and our experiences as therapists. Thank you for joining us. So today, Jason, we're talking about acceptance. And I was not only thinking about this topic, but I actually have a story about this topic literally from this week that I thought, oh, this might be good to to put on the podcast. So I'm going to throw it out there. Go for it. So my wife and I are going through this refinancing process, right? And this is the first time that I've had to do this as a self-employed individual and did not realize that it would be exponentially harder as a self-employed person than it was when I was employed somewhere. And so we're providing documents and documents and documents. It's like, I don't know. I don't. I can't imagine how we could possibly have provided any more documents. Plus, I had to you know sign over the rights to my firstborn. It was all kinds of things. Typical bank stuff. Typical bank stuff. And so we get to the closing. We sign all the paperwork. We celebrate. We're finished, right? And of course, probably know where this is going. Um, about a week later, that would be this week. We get this email. Oh, we forgot these couple of documents. You'll need to sign those. Okay, no problem. Right? Like I'm still peaceful on the inside. I'm good with that. Yeah. Send them to me. I'll FedEx them to you. No problem. So we do that. Well, the next day, the underwriter emails and says, essentially, oh, well, since there was this delay ultimately in closing, we're going to need you to provide more documentation. Just what you wanted, more documentation. Just exactly what I did not want was more documentation. And just really what I couldn't handle was one more email about documentation. So I get this email in the middle of the workday, of course, Yeah, I'm trying to be present with clients and all this other stuff. And all I can think about is how I will just leave blanks in this part, how stupid and everything else that this company is. So, you know, basically, what can I do? I'm really upset about this because I thought we were done. It's been a long, arduous process. You know, in my mind, turn the page, close the book, the whole works. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I, I went into the bathroom. Stay with me here. And I was just like, I was talking to okay. myself like, okay, what can you do here, right? Let's see. So I went through the list of things. I could sue the company. You know, none of them were really rational and actually going to occur, but you know. They That's were what options. I was thinking about. They were options, maybe not the best. And I arrived at the conclusion that there was basically nothing that I could do about this completely irrational request for more documentation and that I was probably going to have to provide more documentation, which I don't know. To those listening, maybe this sounds small and everything, but in that moment, right or wrong, it felt huge. And to accept that, okay. I'm going to have to go along with this when I think this is a grave injustice. It just, it really was pretty impactful. Now in the grand scheme Mm -hmm. of things, not a, not a huge thing, but I thought it was interesting because we've been working on this, you know, we work on these podcasts for multiple weeks and I was kind of thinking about acceptance. And then just this week, it's like this thing I really didn't think I should have to accept and looked for every possible way to not accept and do a different way. And I couldn't find it. And so then I was stuck. So. I don't like that feeling. It's a terrible feeling. Where you kind of just come up to a place where acceptance is about all you have. 
Right. I don't like that. To your point, I think it's a story that's relevant to you right now. And like you said, you know, it might not be this huge thing, but it captures all of the same elements that we feel no matter what the size is just yes. that feeling of stuckness and what's happening is outside of our expectations about what's supposed to happen. Right. And kind of coming up with a conclusion that, you know, if I want to be healthy here, I probably can't sue the bank. You know, this is <laughs> an idea, not. but I probably it's, it's can't, probably shouldn't. And so I have to accept it. And when right. I think about actually the whole year of 2020, it's like acceptance pie. That's like all it that's is. been served all year long is acceptance so pie. Yep. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I hadn't actually made the next step to all I had to accept this year, just thinking about this week. But that's, man, that is so true. I mean, how many years have we had where we have had so many things so obviously outside of our control than this year, you know, because it's not just the pandemic, right? It's the pandemic, which then spirals into this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. It's schooling, it's work, it's everything. It's everything. It's such a good point. And it doesn't seem to be slowing down, but I think we can still thrive in that, but we do have to have this sense of acceptance. I think, Mike, you're hardly the only one in the bathroom this year going, <laughs> okay, all right, I can do this. I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to do this. I can make it work. Yeah, I hope I'm not. I mean, it's okay if I am. It works for me. And maybe some people are in a more respectable place. I'm not sure. Sure. Yeah. No, it's good if there's only one of you in your bathroom, but I think yeah. a lot of people are stepping away and kind of coming up with that same sort of, I guess, thought process of, all right, I do have options. It's true. But the options I have aren't really appealing to me, or maybe they're not something that are really rational. And right. so I can choose to accept this or I can kind of self-destruct. That's exactly right. I really felt a little bit of that this week. It was kind of, I was teetering on the edge of, okay, if I don't accept this, then what's going to happen? And, and I wouldn't have done anything externally, but internally, I, I would have micro imploded, right? Because I was really mad about this request, you know, whether that's rational or not, just that's just what it was. And so I think that's a really good point you're making because I kind of felt that edge that you're talking about. Yeah. And I know before I started to work on some of this stuff, for me, it would lead me to quit things. I would just, you know, if I were you and I were contemplating, I would just mm -hmm. say, well, just forget it then. I'm not even going to do it. And I think a lot of us, if we don't have a good mm -hmm. kind of practice of acceptance, we get into that place of, this is hard. I don't know what to do. I quit. Fine. I don't want to do it. But we have to be really careful about that because there's some things that you just can't quit on. Right. And the quitting, avoiding, withdrawing from, whatever, however you want to say that, I mean, that is definitely a viable option to at least get out of those intent-acted moments. Mm. And maybe that's a good segue into, I mean, what we're talking about acceptance. So what is it? How do we really define this? One of the things I thought about this was, you know, to me, it's really about it's about tolerating those unpleasant things, right? Whether it's a circumstance or a person or a, an event, like even the pandemic this year. Two days ago, we just passed the election. And so there are going to be probably a lot of people who are going to have to accept that it didn't go the way they wanted it to go. And so I, I think of acceptance as making peace with or allowing peace to be 
in the place of those things that we cannot change and just tolerating those emotions. I don't know if that's different for you, but that's one of the ways I think of it. No, same. And I really like that, that piece to be, because I think there are a lot of things like that in, in our life. And I know you and I were talking a little bit about Andy Stanley has this sermon series called In the Meantime, where we just kind of wrestle with what, what do we do when we had an expectation or a fantasy about how something was supposed to be and it's not. Yeah. Because we have to exist. We, we can't just quit. We can't just stop. And mm-hmm. so how do we learn to accept that stuff and keep going anyway? And do that in a way that's not deluding ourselves into just kind of ignoring what's real, but accepting what's real and then moving from there. Because I think that's the other thing is sometimes yeah. we, we kind of cheat ourselves into, uh, well, that's not really the case when eh, the truth is the truth. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. That's some version of denial. And it works short term. I mean, that's why we do it. Yep. But longer term, it tends to create, you know, that's crazy, right? Because longer term, then it creates more things that ultimately we're still going to have to accept probably. Unless you stay in that spiral for your entire life, which that doesn't work. Maybe, I did sign up for that initially, that, I don't know, but, but I got kind of tired of it. I quit. But it, it was a good run. <laughs> it was a good run. See, that's my point. You get tired of it. But let's say, because I think in case people are listening, like, well, you know, I don't know. It does work in the short term. These unhealthy ways that we deal with not accepting that which we cannot change, it it does work in the short term. Sure. I guess we put that in quotes, you know, however that means. It's not healthy. So there's some interesting research, as you might well imagine, around kind of this idea of acceptance. I thought it was interesting just because what isn't being researched these days? You know, these topics that we talk about, it's everything. But basically, one of the studies, they're looking at acceptance and its role, and they found that for the participants, they walked them through this process of kind of tolerating these unpleasant emotions that they had. And as they did that, the people in the group that worked on that were less likely to be depressed than those who did not. And I thought that that was just a really interesting study because in our field, you and I, we're talking a lot with people about anxiety and depression and a lot of other things. And and with couples, especially, I will often talk with them about acceptance as one of the root core things, because if we can learn to do this well with the things that are presented in life to us, I think it can have actual real world positive impacts and effects on us. And I think that that study is interesting because it just kind of almost shows that or proves that in some ways that, hey, even from a depression standpoint, those who learn how to tolerate and accept those things that they cannot change, they were less likely to be depressed, which I think is interesting. Yeah. I think it's because you expend a lot less energy. You know, if you think about it, sometimes we expend a ton of energy fighting against things that really we can't change anyway. Right. And it becomes just such a frustrating process that by the end of it, we're worse off and, and still the outcome is the same. And so I yes. think a lot of what helps people is, like you said, just kind of deciding where you can fight and where you shouldn't and where you can't. Right. And then what do you do with that? And so I think that naturally takes us to how do we know? Like, what's the process of figuring out, well, what can I change here and what can I not change? And so then, therefore, what am I supposed to do, right? Because obviously those really many times, I think, are two different things. Yeah, what is difficult to change and what can I actually not change? I think 
the really good news in all of this is we do it already anyway. I know hmm. for me, I talk to clients a lot about this acceptance thing. We do this with the weather every day, right? So good we point. get up, can't change the weather. Geez, I'd like to sometimes, but we can't. So what we do is we find a way to make it work regardless. So if it's raining, we get an umbrella. Mm. If it's snowy, we put on snow boots. We find ways to make it work, acknowledging that we can't change that. And so I think probably the first most mm. important thing is just to tell people you do this all the time anyway. This isn't yeah. some mysterious thing that you have to learn. You're already doing this. That's a great point. I actually love using the weather as a way to think about that because that's true. We don't even get up and think about can I change it or can I not? We accept the fact that we know we cannot and we just make it work. You put on a coat in your case, you put on shorts in my case, and you know, you, you just make it work. Yep. Unless you're a, some sort of like child movie character that creates the weather changing machine. I mean, we got to make room for that. But even that's a good point, right? Because, you know, we all, as I did this week, fantasize about ways we can change things that are not going to be changed. And I think that as a coping mechanism, as a tool, I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. Now, it has to have its limits, but I think it just gives us a little bit of that pressure relief and pressure release sometimes to be able to probably then kind of get back in the batter's box and just go back and do the you know work on what we can't change and accept it and that kind of stuff. But sometimes these things that we cannot change are really, really difficult. And I think to think about ways to change them, even as we know we cannot, I think that that's okay. And there's probably a reason why those children's movies have that as part of the weather thing. Because well, we all, we all think about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've all been there. I mean, it never works, but we've all been there and wanted really badly for it to be different. Yeah. It just wasn't. And so right. then what do we do? And, you know, I, I think this can apply in so many different areas. I mean, it can be our personal health or relationships or a job or all over the place. And I think actually the fantasizing is important in kind of exploring, are there options I'm not seeing? You know, I think right. we have to go through that first is what options are there really? And then from there, is this a place where I practice acceptance or do I go so far as relocate across the country? You know, so if the weather right. here is just chronically miserable, do I move somewhere else? Not that you're speaking from... Absolutely not. Just, Absolutely no, not. Just, the weather in South Dakota is beautiful. I've never thought me. about moving. Never. Never. never no, never. especially not as we approach November. No. no. Not even close. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're making a great point. And that is, I think, the critical piece in all of what we're talking about is, all right, so if I am to accept what I cannot change, and that means I tolerate that and I'm able to accept peacefulness around it, great. And how am I supposed to determine what I can and what I can't? And I did that this week, right? I went through mm -hmm. all the options and they weren't great options and I was not going to do them. And I knew before I started that I wasn't going to do them, but I still needed to go through the process just to verify, is this truly something I cannot change? Yes, it is. Okay. Then I'm going to have to go into step two. And that is, I'm going to have to accept this and then work within what I cannot change, which is what I did. But it's really, really important to go through all of those possibilities to determine what you can and what you can't, because that's really the thing, right? Sometimes maybe there is something that can be changed or a way it can be changed that we don't see at the outset. Mm -hmm. And then as we go through the possibilities, we figure out, okay, wait a minute, actually, there is something I can do here as a matter of fact. And that's, I'll throw this part in. I think that's sometimes where the community helps. 
talk to other people. Hey, I got this situation. I'm trying to figure out if there's anything I can do. And, you know, maybe someone else has a good idea that you can consider and you're not thinking about it. And then maybe though someone who's wise will say, listen, I'll think about this, but I don't think there's probably anything you can do with this. And so may need to do something else. Mm -hmm. And along those lines, we're kind of already talking about the ways to deal with the things that we cannot change. For me this week, it was about, I hadn't said this part yet, but I, I really had to do some of my relaxation. You know, again, it's, it's funny, right? Like it's just, it's just a mortgage, whatever, but I really had to slow the breathing down, just try to get back to that particular day, get out of the future, just try to relax because I was getting pretty worked up about that. So for me, that present focus is at least one of the ways I use anyway to to deal with those things I cannot change. Yeah, absolutely. I think the meditation and just kind of that present awareness, something that I really like is from a guy named Locke Kelly. And he talks about open-hearted awareness. And there's kind of a prompt that he uses, which is in the absence of problems, I am what? And so in the absence of problems, in the absence of this mortgage issue, I am what? I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm okay. This is annoying. I feel stuck. But in the absence of these problems, eh, I'm just Mike or I'm just Jason. Hopefully mm-hmm. you are the person that you think you are because always it's a different problem. But a different problem. Different problem. But I'll go back to that sometimes when I'm struggling and just say, well, in the absence of problems, I am I'm fine. I'm just fine. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed. Today's a bad weather day. It's really stormy, but eh, I'm okay. Yeah, I like that. It helps you gain perspective and orientation, which is then therefore grounding, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, wait a minute. I can, and that's the same with the present focus. They go hand in hand with each other because, all right, this is a day. It's one of many. Tomorrow will be tomorrow. So I like that a lot. You know, for me, a big part of accepting those things I cannot change comes from my faith. You know, it's, it's trusting that, hey, I don't have all the answers to this. So something that looks to me like is really this worst thing that I'm going through, it may not be. There is a purpose behind it, or at least it will be used in a good way. And I just kind of genuinely believe that. And so as I go back to that place, that helps me in these moments because there's probably a bigger part to the story that I may not know. And I don't have to know it, which is good, but just psychologically and emotionally and even spiritually to allow for the fact that I don't and it's okay and I'm not the one in control ultimately anyway mm-hmm. helps me a lot with accepting the things I can't change. I have to still go through all this stuff that we're talking about, but at the end of the day, that's just something that I very much need and believe is important in this process. Absolutely. I think being a faith guy myself, that is paramount in all of this is just kind of coming back to that conclusion of maybe it's not all up to me anyhow. Right. And so however people think about that or whatever their faith journey is, I mean, I think if that is part of it, that can be really soothing too, is just to come back to that conclusion that, you know, this isn't all up to me. Right. And I don't have to understand everything and that's okay. Right. That makes a huge difference in all of the things that we talk about. Ultimately, it's where that core and those roots go back to. All right. Well, I think we've solved the acceptance piece pretty much. I accept that. You do? do. Oh, okay. You don't have to even, you didn't have to go through a process at all. I've been this whole time going through the process. Oh, yeah. Okay. As we've been talking. 
I'm accepting. I'm accepting in real time. I'm very good at it. Wow. You are like the master (laughs) of acceptance. It's fantastic. I don't know that you're super present with everything you're doing, but still. Didn't hear a word. Nope. Didn't hear a word. I know. You'll you'll listen to this podcast. It will be brand new to you. See, that's the good news. It's the good news. Brand new podcast. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? No, I think as we close, I would tell people there's a lot. I want to completely validate that for everybody. This year has been a lot. It's been a lot of things to accept and a lot of things that I would think most of us never saw coming, never planned on, was not ideal in any way. And so this is more important than ever. And I think if you're struggling with it, there are some good resources. We can link to some of those, but ask for help because the chances Mm -hmm. are you're you're not alone in this and there's a lot of people wrestling with the same thing. So true. Okay, well, I look forward to talking to everybody next week. Thanks.